and we welcome some special guests to the studio today. Lots of visitors on a beautiful and busy Monday. First up, you may have seen her, the KGLH Women's Health Forum inside the Wellness Village. She is one of the founders of the Queen's Historical Society. She's the president uh, of that society. Um, she is, for those who don't know, dedicated to African Queens of the Nile now, their signature stage performance. They were founded in 1987. Also, she is Sakara Ingrid Thomas. Good morning. Good morning. Got to get right up on that mic, please. Good morning. Thank you. Also, we have... Um, uh, okay, we have another special guest in the studio. What's your name, sir? Adisa Michael Anderson, and I'm the Managing Artistic Director for Queen's Historical Society. Good morning, Dominique. Good morning. And tell me, what is the Queen's Historical Society? Queen's Historical Society is an organization that's dedicated to preserving the ancient and royal heritage of Africa. And we do that through bringing to life the royal heritage of people of African descent. And why is that important? Why do we care about that? I mean, we always hear we were kings and queens. Okay, but where are we now? Why do we care about that? We care about that because um, when you think about our history and how here in America, when they talk about us, we usually are introduced as slaves coming to America. And we know that our history goes way beyond being here in America as slaves. It goes back into ancient civilizations and ancient Kemet and ancient Kush. And those are the things that our children need to learn about today. They need to know that we have a history that goes beyond our introduction here in America as slaves and to go back to that royal heritage where they can learn about role models that can influence and impact us today, such as Queen Hatshepsut. Um, 35 centuries ago, you find a female ruler who went on to become the pharaoh, in essence, rule over the entire land as the president. And so we're excited about sharing this history with our community and especially with young people today. And what are some of the kinds of things that you do to share this history? Well, such as like when we came to the Wellness Village at the Women's Health Forum. So for those who weren't there, explain what you did and what it's meant to do. Well, we had a living history exhibit where we adorned um, one of our queens, Queen Nefertiti, which was portrayed by Askia Yimbe, and then young sisters who were there at the um, forum, they got an opportunity to also be adorned as a queen, and then we had them come uh, to a certain area in the forum, and they actually were like mannequins, so that people could just enjoy them and enjoy this beauty and uh, that they were projecting there. And we are especially delighted at the response that they received from the women and the young people that were there at the forum. It was, you know, the, the young girls especially, they were just ecstatic about being able to project that image, a positive image. So it's about imagery. It's about yes. teaching history. Yes. If someone wants to get involved in deep, you know, many would not expect a man, for example, to be involved as one of the found one of the proponents and particularly the president of the Queen's Historical Society. If someone wanted to get involved, how would they do so? And why would they do so? Well, for the most part, um, we present Queens of the Nile now annually. It's probably the largest African-American History Month stage performance for L.A. County schools. 
Annually, I say, because at USC, we perform there at the Boulevard Auditorium for four to 5,000 uh, students, as well as at Cal State Long Beach, we also present Queens of the Nile at the Pyramid Arena. At that time, most of our companies, the company that we have, well, let me say this. In the past, individuals have seen Queens of the Nile, oh, for the last 30 years. Initially, it started with a, a company of eight individuals. Now, when you come to see Queens of the Nile, it is a company of 150 performing artists. So we, we, we have an opportunity to, to create the pageantry of ancient Africa. And one of the ways that students can get involved is through their performing arts programs at their schools. And what we have are teachers that actually take on Queens of the Nile as a school project. And these students are actually learning about this history and learning how to present this history and culture right as a part of the curriculum in the classroom. They can do it through dance. They can do it uh, through music. And that's really a very special one to us because the Queens of the Nile has been staged to Stevie Wonder's Journey Through the Secret Life of Plants for now 30 years. This is our 30th anniversary wow. presenting it like that. And so it's an opportunity for them to learn, and not just the way where you just sit down and learn, but how you how do you bring this to life? You know, a lot of us um, are still having challenges regarding reading, but what we have found is through Queens of the Now, children are inspired to read about this ancient and rural heritage. So, but, but, so you want to touch children, you want to yes. touch adults. Right now, though, you guys have... Um, an advocacy piece that you're doing yes. too. Let's talk about that. Well, we, um, in 1999, we were actually granted the grand rights to Journey Through the Secret Life of Plants by Black Bull Music, which is owned by Stevie. And that was to allow us to have a youth orchestra perform the music live. And we wanted to present that at the Pyramid at Cal State Long Beach. And we had some challenges actually getting in, but the community came forth and we were able to launch the project. And for about five years, we actually packed the pyramid uh, at 10 o'clock in the morning with 5,000 students as a part of the curriculum. And then after five years, we actually moved outside and established an outdoor classroom. And what we recognized is that on the east entrance of the pyramid, it had not been named. And so we decided, wow, that would be great if we could have someone of African descent named on that side of the pyramid. What we had learned is that no African-American had naming rights on at the pyramid or on the campus period. And so we believe that because this is a part of our heritage, that there should be representation there. And so we went through the process of trying to secure the naming rights and actually had uh, several challenges. And at this point, um, we have filed a lawsuit and we're looking forward to um, having this determined, um, whether or not African-Americans deserve to have their culture and history represented at the pyramid. It is an enduring African icon that goes back 4,000 years. And so we believe this is important. When children come to the pyramid, they need to understand, they need to see signage. They need to see programming. When you go across the way to the Japanese garden, you understand that this represents the people of, of Japanese or Asian heritage. And those young people and students that are there, they are proud of that. And we would like to see the same thing happening at the pyramid for now, our But children. is that garden named after a Japanese figure? No, it is not. 
So, I mean, couldn't they, wouldn't the argument be why, why should, you know, the pyramid be named after an African figure? And well, the reason we're asking for that is because um, there are quite a few names that have already been granted there. And so we don't mind. We're not arguing what has been done. That's there. What we would like to see as at least one representation uh, at the pyramid. Now, many places nowadays, what they do is they charge people money for naming rights. So why do you think that the university should grant you free naming rights? Well, we're not asking for free naming rights. When you see the policy and procedures for the CSU um, for naming rights, there actually is a provision in there for naming rights under special circumstances. And we believe that people of African descent have a special circumstance. When you talk about the way that through educational institutions, our heritage was actually just left out in terms of our ancient heritage, this provides us with a new opportunity to show people and to bring uh, that history back to the forefront. And so that's what we're asking for. We're just asking for this one opportunity to be able to do that. And not only um, are we asking for it as a waiver, which is a, a provision in their policy, but we have also offered money. We offered $50,000. While they were requesting one hundred, dollars we thought that the work that we have been doing at the Pyramid and at Cal State Long Beach over years... Um, would, 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 would show that we were dedicated to helping to change the perception of Africa in America. And so we don't, we're not asking for it for free. And when you talk about um, the policy and procedure, it speaks to, well, what have the people done that you're asking the naming rights for? Well, we, when we first went in, it was not to... Well, you guys are not a corporate entity either. You're a nonprofit, right? Yes, yes. And so... We feel like it's important for our children to be able to have exposure, not just our children, but for other people. Just recently, when you talk about what happened in Egypt in terms of uh, them trying to um, reestablish the whole uh, system there in Egypt, well, many people don't even associate Egypt with Africa. They believe and they have attributed to the Middle East. But we as African people, we need to be claiming our heritage. And a very important thing that's happening this year is the United Nations has declared uh, 2011, the International Year for People of African Descent. I know, isn't that amazing? You don't hear anything about it. Exactly. And that's one of the reasons we're, we're so glad that you had us here, because for this year, we would like to actually present a tribute to Stevie Wonder, based on the way that his work has been influencing not only what we're doing, but in the world. And the United Nations, they recognize that, and they actually uh, named him one of their messengers of peace. And so we we think that this year would be a great year to be able to talk about the work that Stevie has done and how it has impacted the world. And a part of that is looking at maybe Stevie's name needs to be on that pyramid. Well, I, you know, as much as I would love to see that, I seriously doubt he would be an advocate of that because he's always very humble yes. as he moves forward. Well, what, we, what other names do you uh -huh. have proposed? I mean, are we talking about, you know, like you mentioned Queen Hachiput, what about her? Well, what about... We um, basically, when we originally went out to get the naming rights, we didn't have any particular name in, in uh, mind. What we wanted to do was this was the last entrance on the pyramid that was available. And we just wanted to make sure that we were able to um, get involved and see how we could 
make that a part of what we were trying to do in terms of establishing an outdoor classroom for our programming year-round, not just Black History Month. And so we looked at it as a way of possibly the community saying, how, what name would we like for this? We hadn't actually thought of a name. And then at one point, we actually did submit um, our names for it because we found out that we had to submit a name. But we're open. And what names did you submit? As I just said, we submitted Jolly Adisa and Queen Sakara uh, from Queen's Historical Society based on the work that we have been doing. Okay, so what is it that you would like the community to do? You're basically talking about naming this entrance after yourself, though. Well, why not name it after an African queen or a pharaoh? Well, that's what we're saying is we're open to getting community input on how we name this. One of the things we looked at is when it came time to um, change Santa Barbara to street in Los Angeles, and we wanted to name it Martin Luther King, there were many different feelings about why and, and how we should do that, and so we're losing looking at that as a model for naming this entrance of the pyramid if we're able to. You know, when we looked at Santa Barbara, I know that there was a lot of, um, the question became, people looked around and didn't see many streets named after people of African descent. And when you look at public facilities and public places, it is critical that they reflect not only one culture or one people, but they reflect all folks. And so one of the reasons that was the rationale that came forth was naming Santa Barbara Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, Boulevard. It's that naming of public spaces after people of African descent, Latino descent, uh, that gives uh, children and lets them know that they do matter. At Cal State Long Beach, there is no, I believe there are no naming rights given to anyone of African descent campus-wide. So what do you want the community to do as well, we present this issue here on the front page? We would like the community to, to get involved in sending us emails to uh, info at queenshistoricalsociety.com or follow us on Facebook as we uh, continue along this path to see that this entrance is named for a people of African descent. Okay, so you're looking for community support in terms yes. of emails, and you want folks to join your Facebook group. Where are yes. you on Facebook? We're at Queens Historical Society. Okay, and I'm sure you'll have uh, more events and things coming up. But the basic idea is to get the community to just weigh in, and particularly, I would think, the, um, the Long Beach community. Well, of course, the Long Beach community supports our work. Um, but we're talking about throughout um, Southern California and the state of California. The university is a state institution. And so we see this as a, a way to represent the people of African descent here in the state of California. Well, I hope that you will uh, keep us informed and continue to, um, you know, keep us updated so we know where you are on this issue and what, uh, what we can expect you know, in the years to come. I would love to see, you know, this happen. Uh, nothing against you two. You guys are wonderful. But I would like to see a the name of a pharaoh or a, you know, a queen of, you know, queens of the Nile now. Um, 
on the pyramid there. It seems like poetic justice. Okay. Well, that sounds great. I mean, we're, like I said, we're open. The main thing we wanted to do was this was the last entrance, and we said, let's just kind of tie this up until we can get to the community and see how we can make this happen. I think it's awesome that you guys are making a move. So many times we walk by these things and grumble. Yes. Mm -hmm. And don't do anything. Right. (laughs) Exactly. We grumble under our breath. We Mm -hmm. say, oh, this is a pyramid. Where's the where's the exactly where's the queens exactly and then we just file it under one more thing to be stressed out about as opposed to uh, really making a move uh, to make a change Mm -hmm. right well we certainly appreciate you having us on to be able to introduce this idea we think uh, it's uh, very much appropriate as a part of the United Nations International Year for people of African descent they are calling for us to have initiatives uh, throughout the world regarding African people, and this is ours coming out of California. And do you are you in touch with people throughout the world? Are you aware of different things going on? Because we've reported on this, but I scour the Internet, and I really don't find any reporting on it. Well, there hasn't been a lot so far, but however, we are aware that the United States and Brazil have a joint effort. Um, we attended a conference that was at Morehouse uh, last year where they're looking at the similarities between uh, Brazil and the West countries in the Western Hemisphere and how we can work together because we're dealing with a lot of the same issues and we're just, we're following it ourselves, but we've been in touch with the United Nations and, you know, we're looking to see more things on the internet about this and we just wanted to weigh in with with our part at this point and um, they are really encouraging uh, people and I know through like Dr. Horn with the sixth region uh, in regards to people of African descent in the diaspora uh, they're going to be doing initiating some um, projects through um, that organization so we're you know we're we're looking to see what's going on ourselves I thought it was interesting and sort of ironic that it would take uh, Ban Ki-moon, yes. a Korean um, head right. of the UN, to go ahead and declare this the year of African descent. Yes. Uh, basically the year of the diaspora. And the fact that no one really is mentioning it doesn't mean that it's less significant. And I think it's interesting. It's almost like it. we needed someone from yes. another culture uh-huh. to be bold enough to step up and say this and he explicitly says in declaring this the year of African descent that he is doing it as a means to counteract the prejudice Mm -hmm. and oppression of people of African descent throughout the globe so it's not like you know this is not a conscious thing I was quite impressed by that and you know we talk about Korean and African-American relations, sometimes we don't put things in a global perspective. Exactly. I think this mm-hmm. is definitely a pretty bold move. I, You know, yes. and I don't know, um, you know, if, if, I don't know if someone else could have accomplished it. Well, the first thing we would like um, the uh, listening and our community, the listeners in our community to do is go to um, the internet and put in the United Nations International Year for People of African Descent and read about what it is they are calling for. Uh, it's it's so important because if we don't know about it, we can't act on it. And so the more that we study ourselves and see what they're trying to do, at least in this year, we can initiate some things and then go be beyond this year in carrying out those initiatives. And I think you're absolutely right, too, just to call attention to it, because we we grumble. Yes. I said we grumble. I'm, I'm a grumbler, too. I walk by and go, why are they doing that? How come they never? And why do we always? And, and here we have 
a global initiative by the yes. United Nations that mm-hmm. we are all but ignoring. Right. Um, in an opportunity to celebrate the accomplishments, the achievements, and what we have overcome. Yes. As, you know... The descendants of enslaved Africans, as people of African descent in general. Yes. And so that's a great idea. Go to the internet and mm-hmm. type in. What do you want us to type in? Go to Queens Historical Society, or, which is our Facebook, or info at queenshistoricalsociety.com. And um, I do want you to know, as a part of the International Year at the Women's Health Forum, we got an opportunity to uh, take, the Queens took a picture with Stevie, and also we got a chance to let him know we want to do a tribute to you uh, this year as a part of this. And so we're following up with Benita and uh, people here at the station to see how we can make that happen. That's awesome. Yeah, he did stop by the Wellness Village. Yes. Their beautiful Queens were there. Well, Adisa and Sakara, we thank you very much for joining us, and hopefully our front page family will join you on Facebook, and you'll keep us abreast of what's going on with these naming rights. That certainly would be a nice and worthwhile thing to happen for this year of African descent, as declared by the UN. Thank you for coming through. Thank you. Thank you, Dominique. And we'll have this information posted on DominiqueDeBrima.com. So if you can't write and drive at the same time, it's all good. Just go to DominiqueDeprima.com. We try to keep things updated. For those of you waking up late, um, I did mention at the top of the show that you have an opportunity to get on TV if you have a singing group of any type. It's the GMC Entertainment. It's formerly the Gospel Music Channel. Singing groups of any age. You go to watchgmctv.com backslash sing, and you can upload your video. Or you can write America Sings, P.O. Box 2904, Toluca Lake, California, 91602. But you're going to have to do it quick because the deadline is tomorrow. We will have this posted for you. It's a chance to win 10 grand to be on TV. A lot of good stuff. So uh, just an opportunity I wanted to bring to our attention. Sakara, one more thing really quickly. Uh, I just want to, as a closing, to say this statement that's from Stevie Wonder's Secret Life of Plants. It is... um, Our ancestors have since long ago passed their wisdom down for we to know. For here lies the key that will help unfold the mystery. And that was written by him and Stephanie Andrews. But thank you. Mm. Thank you very much, Sakara Adisa. As you go on your way about your day, folks, let's take a moment for an affirmation. We like to affirm our right minds each and every morning. And trust me, I'm affirming my right mind right along with you. In case you're wondering, let's take a deep breath in. And let us release. Today, let me remember I choose to see, to feel, to know the presence of divine energy in myself and those around me. Today, I choose to be aware and to embrace all that is good, noble, and divine. Till next time, Radio Free Family, be well. One love. KJLA, Compton, Los Angeles.